0: Welcome to Help From Future Self. Hello, Archons. Welcome to Help From Future Self, the conversational KeyForge podcast by and for KeyForge friends. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm joined this week by Big Z from Archons Corner and Team Sass and a million other accolades. Hey, Z, how you doing?
1: Hey, Sydney, how's it? How are you? I- I'm good. I'm still, uh, I'm still in a little bit of, uh, I don't know surrealism mode. Like <laughs> well, I remember that weekend and I was like, wow, that happened. And then, you know, normal life.
0: comes. I know. Back seriously. Back. It's like, whenever you come back from a convention, there's always that con drop of like the adrenaline is gone and the excitement. And, yep. um, but, Yep. Yeah, hey, so we are going, today we're going to be talking more about Keyforge celebrations and also where the Keyforge meta is at right now, um, because that actually fits in really well to um, a lot of the things we we have to talk about. Um, but before we get into all of that, for for those uh, few people out there who may not know who you are, Izzy, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Um. So... I got into, this is my first competitive type of card game. Um, before that, I've just played board games. Um, the first events, uh, I just went to a lot of locals. I won a bunch of those with the second deck I ever opened. Um, I had the 13th power level three deck in the world. Because um, at the time there was no vaults yet. So the only way to get a power level three was earn it by chain. So that was like nice. a big race in our local meta, um, our local, Produced the deck that was ninth and then 13th because he beat me by one event. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's also like back in the day where like some of the stores were having trouble getting their like games to report.
0: Oh, sure. I remember um, that. And had that
1: happened like correctly, I would have had like the seventh. But like there oh. was uh, like six wins. It just never got reported or something.
0: Oh, my God. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> um, and from there, I took my son of a spring break to the Seattle vaults. Um, I came top four there. I'm going undefeated on the first day, and then I lost um, the top four match. Um, I took my son with me. He went 4-2. We had a blast. Nice. That's where I met all of Team Sass. And ever since then, our team has been going to tons of vaults. Um, Since then, I've made top eight twice. I was second. Um, And then I recently did what we're here to talk about today. Um, It's just been like a wild world key forward. I've done a bunch of other online stuff with KFBL. Um, I think my ABR team won a couple times.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember if I met you at a vault tour before I first heard you on Archon's Corner, but it was definitely planning Keyforge Live where you and I really became friends.
1: Yes. Yes, for sure. Lots and lots of fun. Um, and.
0: I think on that note, like you and I both really thrive playing in person and, and from everything you've listed, like leaning into the in-person play, like that's something where I, I, you go to so many or went to so many vault tours. And now that it's finally, finally back, like, how are you feeling about Keyforge right now?
1: I'm super excited. Uh, One of the biggest things that we talked about on uh, just in general with my friends, my family on the AC is just like, what does the event schedule look like? like, Because all of this other hype around the game found and the game's coming back and hey, guys, we can print decks like that's great. Are we going to have anything to do with them? That was really, (laughs) really core to like what the future looks like. I am super excited about the event season coming up. I like how it ramps up. Um, it goes from, like, the store all the way to the regionals, the nationals, to the worlds. Um, it's, it's a little wild of how restricted the worlds is, um, but there is a lot of games to be played across the year. So I am super excited to be able to have that as the future of keyboards that we know of in 23, whereas before our future was bleak.
0: If, <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> if at all. like.
0: And you totally made an impression at the, like, first event that was officially held by uh by ghost galaxy like the the yes. first like official in real life event KeyForge celebrations you you won archon standard which i guess historically would have been known as like archon solo um but it was just you bring one deck and play it and i'm gonna pronounce the whole name because not not everyone knows it by just the first two words but pink jacket tet tet Hmm. Tadus, Tat Tadus. I have no yeah. idea how to say that. <laughs> City Dream Chaser. Yeah. I, I mean, colloquially it's a lot of people just know it as Pink Jacket. Um
1: So there's a story behind like our team coming to own that deck.
0: Ooh, do tell.
1: <laughs> so like um my wife owns a deck called uh, Colton and it's her deck that she played a lot. She played it at all the vaults she went to. I think it has the second or third most OP um decks of all decks in nice. circulation um so i was looking for another deck and like her tag online is daydreamer so i was like searching for the word dream there are very few dream anything in the database um and we and I come across this one deck at the time i think it was in even the 90s if it was in the 90s it was like 90 flat or something as far as SAS goes and i was like this looks interesting <laughs> i started looking at where the pips are and i was like wow that's kind of wild like this deck looks like it's probably better than it looks. <laughs> so so I go to test it a lot and I went a bunch of games with it. I was like, okay, cool. I think I want to buy this for my wife. And for whatever reason, I was not able to secure that sale. <clears throat> but the person, as far as like the, that owned the deck, like I knew had a pretty good relationship with, with Nova. And like, but at the time it just wasn't worth moving on. And then like right. fast forward I don't know, two years later, I'm still looking (laughs) at getting a deck for her. And it's still like the only deck that's remotely like in line with, you know, her name. Um, Guy still doesn't want to sell it to me. (laughs) I was like, okay, Nova. And at this time, Nova's been looking for an MM deck for like two years, like Mm forever. And never, she has some that she's like somewhat of happy with, but never found the one. I was like, all right, I played this deck some more, way more than I had initially. (laughs) And I'm winning all these games. Like, okay. This deck's probably significantly better than I originally thought. This is like she already knew the reason I wanted deck anyway, and just like didn't think it was worth getting back then. Like that's an ironic part. That's <laughs> but anyway, funny. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's not that great. It's, it's barely better than the one I have. If it's even <laughs> better, so that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the case. Um, but anyway, I eventually do convince her to buy the deck, and then there's this agreement: like if I ever find something equal, that's mm or better or whatever, we can just fair trade it. So, like, Nova owns this deck. Oh my I gosh. Did all the vetting for, did all the playing for. Um, and then when it came down to, like, I started list playing some decks for this event. Um, and my record got better and better and better with this deck. Like, right now, I think my online open field competitive record plus practice games versus our, my own team with that deck is 92% wins.
0: That's insane.
1: That is above everything I own. And okay. I own I- okay, decks.
0: I have to ask. So of all of the, like I've, I've taken a deep dive at this deck and I have a lot of decks with Song of the Wild in it. And this has two Song of the Wilds. Is that? Uh, so? are right? Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Song of the Wild, for those of you who, do, who do, might not know, it's an action. It's an untamed action. It says play. For the remainder of the turn, each friendly creature games reap gain one and that's normally fantastic in a deck with either a lot of creatures or where your your battle line is very important and this deck seems to be very efficient without the use of a a, an efficient battle line but you have two of them in this deck how is are they can you ever use them
1: um it really depends like the the deck is so versatile because it's always pushing amber Mm -hmm. and it normally has a very very fast pace of play because it's the way it uses auto encoder, the way it uses the double dame bots, the way uh, it relies on the marks of discs to either make your opponent play more efficiently or just get those extra turns. Mm-hmm. You're always pushing your own agenda, and they kind of have to respond to you more than they respond to them. Sure. <laughs> but there's like, there's a lot of stuff out there that really hurts Amber gain on pips. Right. Um, there's only there are 14 pips in the in this deck, so like that does happen at occasion as far as like they can hit your pips, but. Stuff like Song of the Wild uh, going into resurgence with Ghost Hawk allow you to capitalize on non pip gain amber. Nice. More than a lot of other decks. And you also do have, I think it's six untamed creatures. And since yeah. you normally are playing four to five cards a turn after turn, or turn four or five, if you have auto encoder online already. Right. You are landing a ton of creatures. I never hold Song of the Wild in this deck, but I do not pull the archive if I know I'm going to land a bunch of uh, Untamed at that moment.
0: Oh, okay. No, I'm
1: going back into there. (laughs) And another thing that really helps the Ghost Hawk, Song of the Wild kind of play is that you're landing creatures they don't want to kill. No one cares if they kill your two Infomorphs. They definitely don't want to kill your Demobots, which probably is a bad decision. (laughs) Um, And like Brabble, they don't want to kill Brabble. Dark minion. Mm-hmm. Normally they don't care if they kill it or not. And then like history and Infernus, um, they don't want you to resurge the Infernus sometimes. If they can think, if they think about that a lot of time they don't even think of that though.
0: Right. Um,
1: so you have eight other creatures in the deck that they normally either don't want to kill or just don't care about regularly.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: since song of the wild <laughs> is such a bad card, no one really considers you going into that untamed turn, doing whatever you're doing, which is normally reclaiming their artifacts Calling Song of the Wild, landing your Ghost Hawk for four.
0: Right, that's um, crazy. And that's
1: a lot better if it's double Demo Bot, because I'd always put them next to each other just at the chance that I get to go into a turn where I get the right. Ghost Hawk Demo Bots, which is discard two cards, archive two cards, draw two cards, gain four amber.
0: That's insane. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. I can totally like yeah. so it's crazy how like Song of the Wild, I see two of those and I'm like, how, how, how did he do that? And then you You spell it out and it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And then like another thing is like, um, if you're just looking at deck list, which is all they get uh, to see is their deck list card. The ritual of the hunt has two Amber and a draw pip Mm -hmm. and it's got double reclaim. So like 90% of the time I'm reclaiming (laughs) my own ritual. So I play ritual of the hunt, gain two Amber, get a draw, play reclaim, get the Amber there, get purge my own artifact, get two more Amber and a draw. That's five Amber two draw off of two cards. That's
0: amazing! Need. Oh my that's gosh. It's not like
1: setting up some wild combo. That's just something that's going to happen on right. some kind of turn in the game.
0: Wow! I can I can absolutely see why you why this deck and you piloting it rose it all the way to the top.
1: It is one of those you do kind of have to think about like what's going on in relation. There is a lot more maneuvering than some of the other decks that I had available to play mm. um, that are just play value all day and you kind know, <laughs> of get think any about use this out of one thing.
0: Do you get any use out of Redacted?
1: I won. Let's see. On day one, I had five matches. I won three of them. I think on Redacted.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing! I won game
1: two and the finals on Redacted, and I'm pretty sure I was. Um, we we will finish the game one day, but I'm pretty sure in four more turns, I would have won game three in Redacted.
0: Oh uh, yeah, because we
1: were playing so fast, both of us had made uh, fairly big errors. Yeah. But since I already have redacted online, my error was gonna like was less distant her error.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of all of the opponents that you played while you were making your way all the way to the top, so this was the first like humongous event in well uh, American at least there have been some in Italy but like first humongous For event sure. in America in two years and especially with that high level of a competition uh, and in person. So with all of, I would those, say
1: one year. Keyforge Live was pretty big,
0: wasn't Keyforge Live two years ago?
1: No, it was last year. It was in twenty twenty one, July.
0: Oh my gosh, time is no longer uh, reality. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I yes, yeah, so uh, yes, a year, a, a year. Um, so since Keyforge Live, and then Keyforge Live uh, was the first one in a long time uh, at that sure. point too, but. What are you seeing? Like what is emerging as this, the the current meta that doesn't include winds of exchange because no winds of exchange decks made it nope. to the top of Arcon. So sure. before you take into account winds of exchange, like what, what did you see there? What did you experience?
1: Um, I experienced a lot of kind of what we were expecting, especially when we were doing uh, some of us were practicing more than others on the team. Um, mm-hmm. So, a lot of what we expected to come out the gate was the high end of Worlds Collide, whether it was due to Eddies or Infernus or some kind of janky combo to to cheat with, like, the way the Saurians can play. Sure. um, Which I saw. Um, On day one, I ran into... Couple like there was one World's Collide deck that was trying to lever leverage a lot of value out of like tribute, Cliffy and Ideal type of thing. Ooh. Um, that one I almost lost to. Um, what <laughs> mostly because of Mark of Dis misplay on my end, um, but I did almost drop that game, and I think that was either game two or game three on the day.
0: Wow, um, that
1: was by far my closest game of day one. Um, at the I ran into like me- game one was against um, an AoA deck we both kind of got the buy to be there because of the weird format. Yeah. Um, I, that one, it was an AOA deck that was quite far out of its depth for the events, um, <laughs> but that happens. We've, we've all,
0: Oh yeah. Totally. To see
1: People coming out. They were fairly new. Aww. Um, and then um, my last, my last, uh, match of that day was against Caruso.
0: Like oh, what?
1: Caruso, uh, piloted by Dave. Um, I kind of had a beat on what that, that, de- what that looked like. Um, If I could get rid of shark um, with my infernus, there's only one. um, I think that like that removes the artifact control. And I think redacted wins me that game. Um, And luckily for me, shark was, it sounded like he either had shark in turn one or turn two, but either way he got like, he had it at a point in the game where he couldn't just chain himself the rest of the game.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So
1: I was able to purge out shark. And once shark was gone, um, I think I forged, I ended up, because of Mark of Dis. I forged one key at six. My second key, I forged at like 14 or 15 or oh something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which is fine. I was like, I can forge Amber all day. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my final key was just because decked. Sure. There.
0: That makes sense. Uh, so do you think that there was a, a lack of, or that m- more artifact control would have been scarier?
1: Um, I Like, as far as the way the deck goes, like, I don't rely like I rely on auto encoder to do a lot of things. Like if I don't have both redacted and auto encoder, it becomes a fair game.
0: Mm, <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> um,
1: whereas it's like a lot of it works so well together um, just because of the way, because like they don't want to kill the demo bots um, because of the way the auto encoder works. Those two things are super valuable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, since all of the matches that originally were best of one, I even had one of my opponents were like, man, I should have just killed the demo bots. And I was like, Yes, yep. that would have been real bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you're going to suffer the steel one eventually, well, either way. So, right, exactly. Because I control that. It's rather you. It's better if they control that than me. Not that I'm. It's good to tech against my deck, but that is the answer there quite often. Um, which we're about to face a lot of those kind of decisions when we face woe, especially if they have the prospect.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, <laughs> So, so
0: on on day two, when you were, like, your, your last couple of games against the best decks of, of the event, what were you seeing a lot of?
1: Um, day two, I ran into uh, my, my teammate, uh, Dr. Sheep on Donovan. Super high-end tier Coda deck. Um, I wasn't actually expecting to be favored or win that match. Really? Um, game one. Um, he did make um, a pretty big mistake as far as playing a creature that she played a Shuler. It did steal one in that case, but he knew he hadn't seen either Mark of Dis. And as soon as he played it, it was oh. like, that's a mistake. And I was like, yes, <laughs> um, I fully capitalized on it. Um, that ended up being the difference. Cause like, even with that, like what ended up being a near turn skip, I barely won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually involved top decking into, Lethologica, the and then Lethologica the getting more value for me. It was
0: wow, um, very
1: clutch pull out for the win there, <coughs> and then game two.
0: Well, just um, really quick for for the listener, uh, that deck yeah. is a four routine job deck with. Um, both uh neutron shark and poltergeist for artifact nope. control. So yep. that, that deck should actually be able to, to weaken yours in a way that it sounds like it didn't.
1: Yeah. And like he, he answered redacted um, both games. So redacted is just not a non-issue. I think in one game he was able to answer redacted and auto encoder. So mm. at that point we're playing straight up, which was that game one, which had he not played the Schuler on that one turn, he wins. There's just no way. Wow! Um, game two, like I just got super lucky. Um, my auto encoder came out in a, in a turn where I was able to get multiple hits of value before he answered it. Um, I did end up playing redacted, but that means it forced him to use his poltergeist to answer the redacted, and not the auto encoder. Yeah. Um. It just it was just all really really perfect for me as far as like the order of my cards came out, and that's sure huge. like there's there's just some things you can't stop. Um, totally. As far as just like variants. Absolutely. That. So yeah, next one. Um, game two was against Nifty. That's um, the online name. Uh, as far as, as that goes, like, I think that's a match that I win most of the time. Um, it went two zero. it's, it's it goes back to exactly what I said, like his deck leveraged um, uh, lost in furnaces, lost them. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> and like three in so, that's It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it so, had uh, three Infernaces, lost in the woods. Uh, I don't remember if there was other ways to return the infernus. Like uh, I think there was one recursive element as far as end to get them back to. Um, but that's one of those things. Like I recognize that <laughs> I know he has to play my uh, play his creatures, so I know my mark of discs are alive. Um, I can't remember exactly what his artifact control was, but I do remember. Oh, he had exa- he had exactly one artifact control. I don't reclaim by apart, nature. But. Yeah, he had one reclaimed. So I knew either Auto autoencoders or redacted were safe. One of them had to be safe because there's no oh, way his deck, yeah. his deck didn't have much speed. So he's never going to get to use that twice. Right. Um, so I played it out in a way I tried to get redacted online first because I'd rather that go. Um, so in at least one of the two games, I got my redacted to two or three. So when he played the reclaim, he had to reclaim redacted. Gotcha. Um, while Encoder was online. And this goes back to like, if I have autoencoder in line, it's not fair. It's just <laughs> we're playing two different games. I'm playing four to five cards a turn. You're not.
0: Right. Totally.
1: And like that's kind of what happened. And that is another one of those games where I did leverage the Song of the Wild. Because, again, oh. that's the that I'm getting that you're not going to burn from Infernus. It's just right. straight mine. So, so both of that- those games were handled basically in that manner.
0: So far, I am seeing all this kind uh, of shadows and logos and some untamed. So this is, is mm-hmm. becoming a pattern here.
1: Yep. Um, and then the the, the top match um, is not a match that we had to practice in team against each other. Um, I don't spend a lot of time like repping decks versus the rest of the team. Because I'm like, I'm, I support the team as far as like practice kinds of total decks. But like, I don't <laughs> I only have a finite wow. amount of time. So I'd rather right. that focus on that versus focus internal. Um, so we'd never done that match. Um, the first game... Um, went about how I was expected as far as like, if I was just processing the match in my head, but I did notice the, like, kind of what the opposite of what I just said about Nifty is like, it's not necessarily I cared about the Infernuses burning my, my, my pile because he, uh, she has two Infernuses in that deck mm-hmm. and I, like, two or three Exhumes. I can't remember if it's two or three. I it might it's
0: two. Two. it's two. It's two. <laughs> it's right. zooms, well, it, yeah. It,
1: it always feels like more. And I know there's the, the hysteria. So there's these turns that can go into and just myrtleate your future deck. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. like all that's there. Um, she's playing for cycle two. She's never playing to win on cycle one. And I know that's part of her game plan. Um, so getting to see that in full play out from that side of the table uh, made me really think about what I did in game two. <laughs> in game two, I believe i was able to i don't know if i was just holding it or i archived it but i was i held off on my infernus until i had a chance to purge out both of her infernuses and that's wow. exactly what happened and as soon there's as there's also that,
0: a born in there so that's that's crazy
1: yep yeah. and as soon as i was able to get out the two infernuses i think it's like that at that point the game was already won on my side because i already had redacted online because uh, at, at that point she would have to beat me with just eddies, which is not yeah. likely, um, or go into the dino turn and stomp me out with dinos. But with the amount of C that I already had in my deck available to me and not being able to purge the C out, um, that is also not a great winning line, which also means she has to play creatures, which makes my marks of Dis alive again.
0: Yeah, and there's she has no artifact control. There's nothing that no, would... No. Yeah, so Uh, you you're safe on that. She's
1: going to play a ton of cards too because her deck is really fast.
0: I've I've Uh, practiced not practiced, but like I've been (laughs) a victim of this deck on TCO before. And what what surprises me is is how much purging she does of her own deck. So like there there are like whole turns where she's just getting rid of the things in her deck that don't benefit her strategy. And that's something that I I could see making the speed just increase exponentially. Yep.
1: Yeah, she purges a lot of her deck to to curtail it. For what she needs in that match, it is different, um, quite often match to match. So she she has a lot of time thinking during the game, which does make the game go longer Yeah, um, to to come to that conclusion. Um, And then that goes to game three, which we ran out of time. Um, But we were... I had to leave at the start of the game. I think we had like 14 minutes until I literally had to walk out get into a car, (laughs) go to the airport and fly home. And that's, there's like, I, I, again, like, I know this has happened to me before, but this time. I went from the end of the event, like, so the closing speech was supposed to start at 5 p.m., uh-huh. and then, then the oh, like ending ceremony was supposed to end at 6, and then we, I, I looked up, like, I researched the amount of time it took at this specific airport <laughs> to go from security to the gate.
0: Oh my God. And the
1: average time to go from the event menu at that time on a Sunday to the airport. That's I knew I had to leave by 6 p.m. and that was going to be fine. Um, Unfortunately. Oh yeah,
0: totally fine.
1: (laughs) Unfortunately, a lot of the events had gone longer than originally proposed. Um, Gigi has collected all that feedback. They're very responsive uh, to all of that feedback. So... I, I believe that everything will be great in the future. Uh, no hard feelings about any of that from me, honestly. Uh, we've been there. We've run events. We get it. it it's right. Thing. Totally. It's very, very hard to judge all that. So all that said, we had 14 minutes and we're playing super, super fast.
0: Oh, my gosh. Um,
1: in the <laughs> that speed of play, I think someone said I'd miss the trigger but, like, more importantly than that, like, I think very early on, I played Infernus, which I just explained. Like, I went through that whole first game. I was, like, trying to find the wind gun. What's the wind gun? What oh, I yeah. It? I have to kill the two Infernuses, which means I've got to hold my Infernus. Mm-hmm. So I'll play that out early. So that puts me at a disadvantage. My Infernus ends up getting purged really, really soon after that. Right. Um. So we're playing back and forth. It's actually fairly close. Um, and another thing that happens after that. Um, is that she gets a chance to play um, an Inferno Cern really near the end, <coughs> and right before I'm about to shuffle my deck, um, and she chooses my some logos cards. I don't remember which logos card she purges at that moment. Mm-hmm. But she chooses some logos cards because I have redacted online. She so she we talked oh, about yeah. later. She was hitting my logos value to make sure that I don't Call get extra logos. value on those logos turns, which, which makes sense. In the moment that fast, that's fine. What did not happen there? Because it was um one of my marks of disc was safe, one of them were purge. So my mark of disc is somewhere in my cycle, it's either in my uh-huh. end archive or still in the deck, even though I'm about to cycle at that moment. Because I had like one or two in my draw. Obviously, I have audio encoder in line already, so I'm pushing through my deck really fast. In my discard like uh, discard pile, at the moment she purged those two cards was Dance of Doom and Gateway to Disc. They were what? both available to be purged. <laughs> and at this point, I already have one key. Right. I've redacted. I'm starting to get a ton of amber each turn, so, so mm-hmm. no matter what she makes my key cost with my eddies, eventually I'm going to either be able to go into a turn where I can use Mark on the disc creatures, she has to play. Yep. Because that's how our deck works. Gateway or Dance of Doom. Right. And then I would get my last key eventually the natural way, whether it's 14, 14, 15, 16, whatever, some number, I will get uh-huh. there. Um, <laughs> and then my third key would be Redacted. So I feel after we looked at all of it, we talked through that because she did not purge my, my WinCon at that point, which is, you know, go in, Mark of Disc, kill the Eddies. With yep. either Mark plus Gateway or Mark plus Dance of Doom. And then I win in four turns. That's going to happen somewhere in the next four turns of that game.
0: Wow. That's All crazy. All because
1: we're playing too fast. Like, but yeah. I, I might,
0: <laughs> Speed key it.
1: My, my mess up was earlier when I left my Infernus vulnerable with her Inferna, Her two Infernuses not even in the discard yet. Right. And then her misplay at the end was just not purging out my win gun. That was literally the only way I can win that game. Because once she sets up her cycle, because she set, can set up her uh, deck to go to a point where um, with Tau Tau Vapors and the Eddies, she can just have this infinite loop where my keys are going to cost oh. like 30 or
0: something. Oh, that's crazy. All she
1: has is Logos. And like that is the end right. of that deck if she plays for that. And it was there. like I saw it. I've seen it yep. happen. But like in the end, <laughs> I have an answer to this um, in my deck because it was not removed.
0: That makes sense. That's crazy. Well, it sounds like you, you had a, a well deserved path all the way to the end. Oh, yeah. That was an adventure that you just took me on. Um if you if you had oh, to yeah. like
1: so so people don't like some people might not be able to from the cast, I guess. In the end, I had to go. The judges declared there must be a winner. We had no clue what to do. Oh, and they are no. like, do we just flip this? And she was like, and she was like, sure. It's like she she had a ward token and she asked me whether I wanted it enraged or ward. I chose oh. ward. She flipped the coin. It rolls off the table, <gasps> drops down next to my chair, and does that like roll around all the way to where um one of the judges, I think it was, uh G, like it there's a little spinny thing, and then it flips up ward. <gasps> that was how we decided. The first GG Archon. That's tamper.
0: crazy! Oh my god, that sounds like like my adrenaline would be going nuts the, every second that that took. Yeah,
1: um, it was very very dramatic little circle. You could hear little the sound like when a quarter does that.
0: Right, right, totally. So if you had to like like summarize the like themes of the the best strategies and and decks and plays and everything that you saw in that in that top eight. What would you say made the most impression on you going forward?
1: I think one of the things that we talk about quite a bit, um, just all over the place in chats, discords on some of the podcasts is rings the most true to me is like, I don't think you should go into a meta Arkhan event um, trying to react to the, like, like this deck was like, it has the two reclaimed, but I wasn't like choosing this deck just because it had artifact control. It's all the other things we just talked about that makes it good.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: Nova, her deck literally doesn't have artifact control. Right. But it has this like crazy win con that is super unique among the field. It's actually very similar to Crusoe. And while Crusoe does have the artifact control, like there's a good chance, like Dave beats me right there and then I have to earn my way back up and it's entirely flipped. Right. That is a very good deck. I think in the end, it's not about reacting to the meta, it's finding a deck that allows you to play in a style that you enjoy. That applies a lot of upfront pressure that your opponent also has to constantly deal with, and obviously it's got to have like some tools to answer some stuff. Like there are weaknesses to to the deck I was running. Like it doesn't. It has one EP for scaling amber control. That's not really like no. That's not craft. That's not TMTP. So it's not right. anything that's like making my opponent not rush like swinging for the fences. Because honestly, sure. there are really old school like amber rush Coda decks that probably could crush me. <laughs> like, yeah, untamed. Like, but like. Yeah, the old school Dust Pixie Nature's Call shenanigans stuff, like the ones that don't even have the key cheat, key- Those are the, the oh, top really? ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> because it's there's tons of decks that just have all those that just don't have the key sheet, which is why people aren't feeling, fielding them, right? Oh, but good like point. those same decks would be weak against people that do have graft and do have two MTP, so you don't see them as much. So in the end, I just went with the one that I felt the most confident with, applied a lot of pressure, um, and can respond to some of the fields, not all.
0: Sure. And that makes a lot of sense. I, I can see that a, a deck that can do a thing really doesn't care what the opponent is doing. Yeah. Um, and so along those lines, like now that we're introducing a whole new set, like Winds of Exchange now exists and is coming into the meta hot and it has a whole new mechanic to it. And you, you actually also ended up winning the Unchained Duels, and that was a a deck that, well, so for for those listening, uh, Unchained was a a deck that can come bring cards into it from any of the sets. And so the houses would be picked from any set, and the cards would be picked from any set. Um, And most of the cards in your deck, if I'm not mistaken, were Winds of Exchange.
1: Yes, the Unchained deck I opened only had eight, um, like uh, quotation mark unchained cards as far as how the deck was formed and most of those eight cards weren't great cards um, <laughs> the deck would lose a like one thing i think i had a chuff ape in mars which was from Cho, uh, coda um, which allowed me, my mars set to have taunt and i don't think there's actually any taunt in mars um in low um so that part helped but other than that one card like i got a grommed Like nobody (laughs) wants this, and and it had a draw pip. So like (laughs) that was like the worst. Like I lost my draw pip. Like that's one of my coded cards. Some of my other, I I don't remember what my other coded cards are, but none of them mattered as far as what my wincon was. Right. Um, So then, so I was basically playing whoa, and I, I think, I guess I was off because when they released their public one, I think it said I had like twenty five or twenty six. It says twenty
0: six. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was like twenty six and three. Um, absolutely loved playing that deck, and everything it, that was good in that deck, as far as the combos that I was driving, are all Woe compatible because they're Woe cards. Like Ether Spider was a big part of what I was doing; mm-hmm. it's in Woe And and I, I got to tell everyone, Ether Spider plus the two Sorian cards, which both my deck had both of, uh, Epic Poem and Inspiring Oration. I don't know if you'll say what those do. You want
0: to... Um, I will well, look no, those, those up. Two.
1: <laughs> i got this epic awesome. poem is a saurian action uh doesn't have a brawl pip it says exalt a friendly creature then gain the number of amber on the creature so like <laughs> ether spider just captures all their amber then you go into your turn you play ec- epic poem you basically get double their amber that they were supposed to make plus one that's crazy
0: exalt. wow
1: uh, and the other one is even better because my token was prospector um it is inspiring oration so you gain an amber because it has a pip you exalt a friendly creature then you make the number of tokens equal to the number of amber on the creature so like my ether spider often had five to four or five on him (laughs) i start like you play inspiring oration exalt them again you make six tokens
0: that's beautiful that is absolutely beautiful So, and, and all of that, that's, that's in winds of like those cards are winds of exchange cards. And actually by by playing so many, not just winning so many, but playing so many unchained games, you actually got to see probably more winds of exchange cards than many other people in at the event because when people were out of different events they most people played Unchained and you playing the most of those games than anyone else also got to play against a lot of unchained so what did you what did you see a lot in the field at KFC
1: um just well or just anything oh. kind of crazy
0: anything anything nuts
1: some of the crazy stuff I saw is I played uh, against a disc deck that had sins um, and it had two desires and I think two prides
0: Whoa. in the
1: same deck. Um, so that was pretty wild. I ended up winning because when they played the two desires, it actually like, cause that plus four hits both of us twice.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah. So
1: when you reap with one desire and then the second one, it doesn't stack in a positive way for you. Your, your keys are still just a ton.
0: Um, mm-hmm. So I
1: was able to forge a ton of Amber <laughs> and I was like, I- I'll forge it. it will- <laughs> 14 three times. No problem. <laughs> like tell oh me a number. I'll, I'll get there. Um, so that was really fun to see. Um, I saw a heart of the forest ceaseforge deck. I saw the heart come out, but the ceaseforge didn't. Oh, um, So I was able to get through that. My deck did not have artifact control as most don't. Yeah. Um,
0: there, there is uh, not a lot of artifact control in winds of exchange. No,
1: no it's uh, mainly just the merchant card, the auction offer, Whatever.
0: And um, I was lucky enough to have corrode in unfathomable, and that was a beauty of a card. That yes, one, and that,
1: that one's rare, so we will not see that one that often. Right. I think there's destroy the mall though from Mars. I think that's an uncommon, so that's a good one. Yeah, I feel like that's what's that. And um, corrode.
0: So on top of everything else, it has an amber pit, but it's an action. Choose one: destroy an artifact destroy an upgrade or destroy a creature with armor. And the amount of times there is one of those three on the board is, is basically is almost a hundred percent. And the fact that it comes with an Amber pip is, is insane.
1: Yes. That's great. A lot of the fish actually have Amber, which is really, yeah.
0: really cool.
1: Um, I ran into someone on the first turn <laughs> called fish. They played two creatures and then they played two fathom reavers on turn one. So they had six fish cause their token was also a fish token. Um, so my hand size was four for the rest of the game. They reaped six times with fish three turns in a row and beat me. Um, who's that? (laughs) I I just can't remember.
0: (laughs) I I don't, I don't know who you're talking about that. That can possibly have been me. I didn't, I didn't. You know, have a a unfathomable unchained deck, <laughs> but that no, was, it was it's so funny. Like after playing you, and then going around and like hearing people talk about having lost to your deck, and being like, I didn't, I didn't get to see that. I didn't. No, get to
1: you saw nothing. I played like eight <laughs> cards the whole game, <laughs> so it was just over so fast. Um, but yeah, that that I think is what kind of what we're seeing is like. And that's just a small sampling of what the fish can do. I think, I think that is going forward is not going to be a rarity. Fish are going to just lock people out of games real fast and furious. Um, and I think that's something that we need to see. Like, like we've not had anything even close to comparable to what Coda Disc used to do since Coda.
0: Right. Um, I agree. I think that there's been so much of the the actions that they. They did a in AoA. They did a disservice to dis by making a lot more of the the disc complicated. You had to yeah. do X to make the to get creature you. reap. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. And I think what they did in in Winds of Exchange with Unfathomable is they brought back the um, the consequence is still dire. There may be a bit of choosing, but there there's also a like it's it's hard to to play these cards and not feel like you're under some kind of lock. Yeah. But yeah, yeah.
1: I think fish is gonna create like really, really hectic scenarios because they just have such great value. I think when I was looking through their commons, I don't know how many total commons there are, like nine of them are good to fantastic. And then there's like three uncommons that are literally lights out good. So all all of that's coming to the fish, and that's and it's all disruption. Like almost none of that has some like nothing to do with there's just straight value. It's all very disruptive tangible effects on the board.
0: Have you Um, played any winds of exchange since like straight up winds of exchange, not just unchanged since um, KFC? Yeah.
1: um, My family plus like my brother there's, so there's four of us that play. Um, We opened up a a bit of the decks that we had just to kind of play around here at the house. Um, Nice. Keep keeping five of them. So we just kind of rotate. Um, So we, out of the five that we're playing currently, we have a, um, we have a squire deck as the token we have a prospect we opened another prospector as a token nice and as far as i can tell those are just fire like it, it's <laughs> gonna be real hard to have a bad prospector deck just because the token's amazing um we have a grunt deck which is every bit as fun as i thought as it would be um there's a defender deck um doesn't actually have the uh card that makes a bunch of tokens if you have knights right um but it is it is decent and i think we kept a cadet deck just to see if we can make it work it doesn't but i think there is more potential there than i originally assumed star alliance has like think the worst set of tokens by far even though they have one of the best tokens their other three are really really tough um, have
0: you have you been able to play with any of the brobnar tokens yet
1: no i just got to see them wreck the world yes <laughs> I, I was gonna like, say- i don't think they actually have a bad one like their worst one is better than like all but one of the Star Alliance ones. <laughs> like yes. Um,
0: I completely agree. I think so I, I was lucky enough to be able to play um Warrior all through the um, Alliance Sealed on or no sorry. Sealed standard. I'll get these names right eventually. Um the sealed no, no standard. None of them. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> they were um, saying
1: them wrong at the events. <laughs> like I know. announced what right? was started. Like that's not the name of this. <laughs>
0: Um, and I got the the only the only deck that like whooped me was with a Berserker. So also Brabnar, and I, I feel like just the big beefy bodies of the tokens yeah. will make or break the um, the well, then, Wind of Exchange decks.
1: Uh, and those two have penalties, like the
0: oh uh, yeah. So I the I don't warrior. know its
1: real name, and I don't I don't think I can call it what I call it on your show. <laughs> there's a there's a big frickin' dinosaur. <laughs> token that's a five two, um, that the Bella- token
0: Bell- Bellatoran Warrior.
1: Yes, that is the name. Um, <laughs> having a five two that you make on demand from all three houses, because what we have seen, what the number one thing I wanted to happen is if you're going to have this as your core core mechanic, you better be making tokens basically every turn. And right. that is happening. Like I have not seen decks where like that does does not happen somewhat naturally yet.
0: Well, um, also I have I've not seen. Opened. I've not seen successful Winds of Exchange decks that don't utilize their token. I've not seen ones that, like, have very few token um, Mm -hmm. creation cards that also do really well. Um, It's it's really hard to hide from the token mechanic.
1: Yes. Well, because a lot of the better cards make tokens as, like, part of their effect.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: So... But like um, that that big warrior just like having five twos constantly, I think is going to be like the five like the five twos, uh from the two five power tokens from Dinos, the five power, four power from Brapner, and even the three power grunt. Yeah. I think are all gonna do like affect our meta going forward in a drastic way.
0: Yeah, I think with the the way that you described the meta f- like pre-Winds of Exchange, what you saw there at KFC, how do these into that do you think that there can be enough of a win con using tokens for there to be decks that don't care what the opponent is doing and need to be answered
1: i think it is a lot of token dependent but like we're talking about the meta so we're only talking about the better tokens so like we can basically ignore all the decks that have bad tokens (laughs) yeah there will be a bunch um so if we're just looking at these best tokens combined with these top like card combinations i think a lot of what i've played against um are going to have really issues like these these decks that rely on certain kinds of combos um, might just not get there fast enough because a lot of the combo decks typically don't have great c um, because in the current meta you do have to have like board answers to like certain things like if they land brackish or senator Strix or eddies like you have to be able to answer the thing that's messing with you right um and they in our in the current meta the decks have that like in spades normally because like you don't want to lose to a single tricks or brackets or, you know, you can't forge cause they have an Eddie and 10 archive cards or something. Right. Um, so decks that we see regularly have those answers. They do not have answers to like, if your win con is just, I want to risk rape with these six guys that are real, real big. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't Be- exist. So yeah. We don't have answers to that in our current decks. Like, I think this is purely random. I was not expecting the to <laughs> change in this way. Like pink jacket has really good, Across the board, see, and most of the tokens that we just talked about make Mark of this real good.
0: Yes. Um,
1: so it's still, I think, going to be really, really good in the meta going forward. But like, um, m- my boy Sheep was running Donovan. Donovan only has one gateway, and after that, that is it. Like <laughs> everything else that's big is lit, is living and living and ripping.
0: Right. Because especially there are a ton of cards, especially in Winds of Exchange, that have board wipe capabilities for a certain power level and below. I had a ton of those in my deck. Like I was able to board wipe often, all the way up to when I faced the Berserker, which was five power. And so that- that just wrecked me. And I feel like going forward, those big, beefy creatures, especially with the armor too, even like strange shell in um, Equidon, like having four armor is going to be something that is
1: I hate that hard
0: song. to deal with. Cool. <laughs> Tokens
1: that cannot reap are not good. Like that's all I'm going to say.
0: Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna put warrior right in front of your face and you can read That's, it. But and we- warrior
1: can reap because you're gonna kill everything I have with them.
0: That is accurate.
1: <laughs> that and, is And as far as I'm concerned, when Brick Nasty is on the board fighting us reaping, so
0: That's true. <laughs> absolutely if we're talking
1: about the meta your, your warrior is going to come with like a whole band <laughs> so
0: i cannot wait to see these these winds of exchange decks and i cannot wait to see how they warp the meta and i can't wait for the next big event like whenever that's going to happen i'm there and i want winds of exchange to run away with it
1: i mean we kind of know regional start what is that march april
0: uh, I think it was a something in January, February, but I don't remember what it was that started there. So I have it right here. Oh, February, March are store championships. Regionals mm-hmm. are April, May. Nationals in August, September. Worlds in November. So by February, March, we're, we'll have store championships.
1: I think, well... That's super early to get a Woe deck to, to take down those. But at the store championship level, I expect somewhere, like, there's going to be stores that everyone just shows up and plays Woe. So I right. guarantee there will be Woe store champions. Like, there's oh no gosh. way that doesn't happen. So, like, I, I, I'm sure we're going to see that. But I think the most relevant first statistical point will be if we see any Woe decks take down regional championships in the April-May block. Sure. Um, because like regionals are gonna, like hopefully, you know, this is where we're projecting. Go back to like, you know, 24 to 40 person range for the regionals, like the primes used. To.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember those and I'm really excited for those to start happening again. I'm really excited for Keyforge again. This is this I am is just super
1: pumped. Very nice.
0: <laughs> um, man, this has been this has been absolutely fantastic. But we cannot end an episode of Help from Future Self without the titular segment.
1: Help from, from future, future, self. future self.
0: And Z, you came on the show with one for us today.
1: I do have one. So, all right, this is your future self. Speaking Z, uh, I know your wife may be putting some pressure on you about selling the bookshelves and bookshelves and bookshelves of Keyforge decks. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and, and hey, two to three months after you sell all of that, there's going to be this thing called a fire sale for MM. <laughs> Buy all of it. Um, so do that. That's,
0: that's oh my why. God. That's I know amazing. I didn't. <laughs> so when Archon's Corner first had their fire sale frenzy event, like the advertisement for that, I was like, ooh, what was that? What, what did I miss out? And then I looked into it and I was so depressed <laughs> that I did not fill my shelves during that.
1: I didn't buy a single deck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I knew about it too. I was just like, uh, I, what am I doing with these? Cause at the time, I mean, I still played online. I still played an ABR, I still played with the team whenever they wanted to practice some online event. But like, I didn't, I wasn't going to the store. We weren't playing around the house. None of it. I was just like, I, I, I can buy really cheap in them decks and do what? with them.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, I, I feel you. Yeah. And now, now we know, now we know.
1: And there were some great decks in that event, like fantastic decks. There's the deck that won that event would not have a problem at all moving forward into the world.
0: That um, oh my gosh! Well, now you're making me even more jealous. Next time, well, there will be no next time if life is if life goes well. There will be no next time. Ugh, well, but, maybe
1: there will be because Woe's going to be so good. Oh, it good point. Because no one will want those old decks. Perfect,
0: <laughs> love it. We'll scoop it all up then. Yeah. Um, but this has been Help from Future Self. You can email us at hffspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We're also on Discord, pretty active on there. Link is in the show notes. So Z, where can people find more of you and Archon's Corner?
1: Um. It's just ArchonsCorner.com. That'll get you to where you need to go as far as uh, looking up us on the podcast. I spend a lot of time in the AC Discord chat. Um, so if you have comments to say, a conjecture, mostly wild conjecture, often a couple of your pants kind of conjectures, is what we, what we go about there shooting out random ranking of how good the tokens are based on zero play experience, this would be the place for you to go.
0: And shout Um, out to your most recent episode that ranked all of the uh, token creatures if you want to go listen to that.
1: For sure. I had a lot of fun with that
0: that was awesome um and you can find me on discord and tco as sc steel and um if you are in the chicagoland area the event that i mentioned last episode we are running is it's official now we are running at the gift of games in gray's lake on december 10th and come win some of the winds of exchange decks that i came home with from uh, this the keyforge celebrations uh, and then There is another event in Chicago at the Dice Dojo on December 17th. Look that up if you're interested. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Help from Future Self. Until then, stay forging.